This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. I get that there are like a million different things you can do right now in Standard, and of course you can, because everybody has 50 fucking life points. It's like Commander with multiples <laughs> in Standard. Like, this is so dumb. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com and the MTGCast.com network. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them... Maybe you can listen to the A Team. KYT. So Jay just agreed with Medina. My head exploded. Jay Boosh. Is this what it's like to be a brewer? Because that was exciting. <laughs> if that's what it's like, I fucking I take it all back. Scotty. I would really like you to, like, come clean. You just mulligan to land, land, elf sword every single game. And Medina. So anyways, I had to leave, obviously, because I'm just not going to sit here and watch chicks get naked when there's training to be done. And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 106 of the A-Team podcast. This is KYT. Once again... With Mr. Scotty Mack. Old Faithful, here's your service. So, Captain, my captain. <laughs> what the fuck is everyone else? <laughs> well, apparently Jay is fucking dying. He's been, like, taking absurd amounts of medication all week. Um, he is so sick and been in bed that he doesn't. He didn't even remember what day this was. So he sent us an email uh, and basically said, Sorry, guys, I don't even know what what day it is. I, I figured out it's we're supposed to be casting today and I can't do it. So I'm totally fucked up. And it was so funny because it was it, like he typed it as if he was stuffed up and he just slipped. It was funny. Uh, and then Medina, as I understand it, is in California with just his phone for Internet. And uh, last time we did that, you guys bitched and moaned that it was terrible. So we just figured <laughs> that we'd listen to you and just not have him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as much fun as it would be to have just like the Scotty and KYT show, or rather the Scotty show, um, I thought it would just, be fitting, though, because we're hosting the GP party. <laughs> well, I, so I did think about that, too, but then I thought about, like, next week and, and that everyone's going to have to get their fill of us and talking about Grand Prix Toronto and everything that's happening next week. Right. Uh, I don't even know who's traveling. Like, I don't know who's traveling on Thursday night, and I don't know if you, when you're coming. We haven't even had that discussion, but we'll talk about that later uh, off, off air. But, yeah, so we basically figured that we should make sure we've got some people on that can talk about relevant content that's what's happening in the community today. And so KYT went through our lists and, you know, we checked the AAA roster and we went, okay, uh, who do we got here that's on? We're like, oh, don't like that guy. He talks a lot <laughs> and everybody says that they fucking hate him. So we can't have that guy on. And, oh, this person was so lame. They fell asleep during one of our shows. We can't have them on. Um, uh, oh, I got a great idea. How about... And then we came up with these two wonderful guests. Wow, co-hosts. You're not guests. You're not guests. We can't treat you like guests. You're co-hosts tonight. So, KYT? Yes. Give us one of our co-hosts. Oh, man, this guy's one 
of my favorite guys, and he knows this, and he's, I'm hosting his podcast on my site, and uh, very, very happy to have him on, and <laughs> how's it going, Matthew Beverly? What? What's up, motherfuckers? It's Kevin Metal. <laughs> the fuck you want that guy on here? <laughs> Maddie Studios, fuck. Yes. <laughs> Maddie Studios is here. What's up, everybody? Nice. How's it going? It is going good. I think Scotty kind of lied. He actually was saying that he called all the really good people that wanted to host, and none of them really wanted to do it, so. Nobody turns down the A-team. So, so I was like, I'm on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up. <laughs> nice. Well, welcome aboard. Uh, sure. I, we've got some exciting stuff in store, I know, and uh, Maddie's got some crazy, uh, crazy deeds for us. So we're going to get through that. And then also, uh, we had to invite one of my personal favorite lieutenants of the Twitter army, as far as I'm concerned. Like this is one of my sergeant at arms. For when I look at my Twitter feed, it is full of this man. He's also been a a willing soldier in the crusade for modern mastery. He's been a regular villain for us. Everybody, welcome Jason, also known as Real Evil Genius on Twitter, also one of the co-hosts of Brewport Avenue. So, Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Nice. So, I did forget to mention Matthew actually played against John Finkel recently, so it's pretty true. sick, I, Matthew. I, I, I did. I uh, I went down there, and I, I mean, I lost to Finkel because, you know, it happens. I mean, no one really wins against Finkel. Uh, unless you're Alexander Hain, because he's got horses <laughs> up his ass, and he's really good at miracles. But I played him. He uh, he kind of gave me dirty looks. He didn't really want to talk to me. You know, I don't know. It was a fun time, though. It was a feature match, too. It was a feature match. I was on what? TV, and it was really what, weird because I actually talking? watched myself. The fuck play. are we talking about? Where was this? What what happened? You don't know I played John Finkel? Oh, no. it was awesome, man. Where? When? Okay, what KYT? What, what? It was like what two GPS ago? <laughs> okay, the jigsaw just got like. No, it's real, dude. Google it. I'm yeah. on there. My name was typed Marshall. <laughs> Type my name on the screen. Now the only the 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 real truth is I was watching myself play. And unfortunately, I wasn't a white man. I was a black man. But I have no uh, problem with that. There's see. a doppelganger running around. Thinks he's me. That, that was in Philly, yeah. In Philly. Uh, Philly. GP Philly, that's right. Someone with his exact name was against John Pickle. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, it was hilarious because I was just I was watching coverage and I was like, oh, I'm going to go make a sandwich. And then I, and I turn away and I'm like, I hear Marshall's like, all right, well, John Fingal's up next. And we got this young Blair, Matthew Beverly. He's going to be playing John Fingal. And I literally just tripped over some toys or something that my kids let out. I was like, what? what are you talking about? And I ran back to the screen. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. And he's like, no, up next, Matthew Beverly versus John Fingal. And I'm like, where's the record button? How do I record this for posterity? Like, I just want this. Put this on my tombstone. So I'm going to try and get it really high ranked in Google. <laughs> and I can just, I'm gonna put it on my resume. Yeah, played Finkel. What do you want? Nice. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. I had no idea. Now I know. Now you know. <laughs> Next, I'm gonna play LSB. That'd be safe. <laughs> so uh, we've got a bunch of news that happened in the Magic community this week. Um, there's some really exciting stuff that happened. We've also got some upcoming events that we can talk about as well. Uh, do you guys want to look in the past before we go forward, or do you want to you know, talk about what's coming and then look at what's happened? I'm good either way. We can start at the past. Beginning. All right. Let's All do right. chronological order. Cro oh, fuck. Now you screwed me. Let's be ordered. 
Ugh. The fucking all this order. Fucking new kids. All right, let's be chaos. Roll the dice. Roll let's the go. Dice. That's right. <laughs> Get plenty out, man. Uh, all right, so let's let's open up with uh, one of the. You know what? Let's start with this because some people may find this boring, but some people find this amazing. Let's talk about Moto Cube. There was an announcement that came down, and uh, they have announced that for the Christmas Cube, the holiday season Cube, they will be releasing power. In the cube, they've also shifted. They've also opted to print signets this time, which is totally relevant because now you won't be forced to play green for your fixing. You can have your four color monstrosities that don't rely on green as a color. So that's going to be really exciting because you're going to see some of the greediest greed ever. Greed is good. Um, what do we think about this? Are you guys avid moto cubers or what? All right, uh, well, go go, man. I mean, I I don't actually play much moto cube I'm, i like watching streams of people play moto cube because they come up with the most craziest things but i find when i sit down and i play i always take the most efficient creatures and stuff and just bash and that's boring so it's not it's not all about the bombs for you yeah but it's fun to watch i get it yeah i uh i love cube i mean uh when it first came out i thought it was a big uh rip off you know because you don't really get to keep anything and you know, it, it does get expensive, but you get to play with awesome shit. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> so that balances out the money you lose. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't win anything. I mean, it, it's a joke. Like you, I watch, you know, LSV, or I watch anyone play cube, and I'm like, wow, you guys just draft strategies that – how does it work out for you? Like, every time, man. And, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to draft a strategy, and it just goes to shit, and I'm five-color control, and, yeah, it's not really good in cube. Although it's really fun, but – I don't. I have not mastered the cube, but the announcement that we're getting power is pretty cool. I mean, I've never even played with power in a real cube, so I'm looking forward to it. Reaction, though, seems a lot of people think it's going to be bad. It's going to wreck the cube. What do you think? So I'm really, I think it's going to be fine. Like, I'm pretty excited about the fact that they're doing it. Um, because it also says that they're going to be, you know, along with that, they said by the end of 2013, I think is what they said, they'll be releasing Vintage, yeah, on, on Moto. So that's really huge, because there's a lot of people that want to play Vintage, because they find it's, like, the most abusive and fun and crazy-ass format. But buying into, yeah. a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, because, like, I was reading this big discussion going on about Force of Will, right? Mm-hmm. And what everyone's saying is that, you know, obviously Legacy and Vintage don't do well online because of Force Wheels 100 bucks or whatever. And it's cost, cost of entry is slowing down the format. So it makes me wonder, even, I mean, that's probably why I don't play Vintage or Legacy online because, you know, it's $600 for a play set of duels and, you know, you add everything to it. You're well over a couple thousand bucks and then you never even get, you know, an eight man to fire. Well, hell, let him on a two man. <laughs> Well, it's true, right? Like right. on Moto, it's standard, but in paper, uh, it seems like those more eternal formats because the cards are around, I guess, and people own them, that it gets played more. So it's kind of interesting that interesting that they're going to bring vintage to uh, to Moto and and see what happens. So I think that the one, so if the major barrier are things like like duels, they've been reprinting in the Masters editions for quite some time, right? So like they're way cheaper online than they are on uh like in paper yeah. for example um i know that the major major one like you said is force of will but i mean we're due for another masters edition next year are so, they gonna do another masters i mean why wouldn't they i mean why they've done they've done time? it three times now right well modern masters is going to take that slot though 
See, I don't, but have they indicated that they're going to release that online? Because I don't know if they are. Yeah, Modern Masters is being online. That's the whole the whole thing about Modern Masters is they're releasing it online, but it's not redemptible or redeemable. Okay. So um, there's a big uh, you know kerfluffle going around that if they do that, what's going to happen is it's going to dramatically reduce the prices online, and that's why a lot of people are getting out of Modern online right now, speculators, mm-hmm. um, because you know think about it. If you're opening six dollar packs, and we've all seen it with Turn to Ravnica, how how much Ravnica is being opened. So I don't imagine that that format's going to be any different. It's going to be incre- incredible. So you're going to get, you know, Tarmogoyf going to be 10 bucks maybe. You know, so I, it'll be good for people that want to play Modern. I like that. That's cool. A lot of people seem to be pretty upset they're going to lose money in their collections, but I'm like, what are you whining about? Just sell your fucking cards now. Cash out. Don't complain. Buy in when it's cheap, if that's your attitude, right? Yeah. I don't know interesting i think power is going to be cool i'm just very curious if uh if this is going to ruin the allure of power right because if you put it online how are you going to do it give it away in a special collector set like from the vault maybe well no they they can't they cannot reprint it it will absolutely 100 percent be uh non-redeemable no no well it won't uh no in the cube it won't be but they are, they said that they're going to put power in your hands in 2.13. It's at the end of the article that was released on... In your virtual hands. Yeah, in your virtual hands, yeah. Right. So what I'm telling you is that you will never be able to redeem... No, of course not. That, that's what I'm getting at, right? So yeah. that's how they can do it. They'll just print it. Like, we're never going to see it in paper again. Well, I, I'm I'm going to get that new black lotus art in paper. I know it's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> I already got I already got uh, my hookup. I'm like, did you see that? He's like, yes, I did. Please, I need a foil of that. <laughs> He's like, on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's just gorgeous artwork. Yeah. No, I agree. I, th- I think it's gonna be fine. I think it's gonna be fun as hell. You're gonna see a ton of people streaming the shit out of it. It's gonna be outstanding. Um, now, now, here's a question for you, Scotty. So you love modern, right? Yeah. Okay. Would you play Legacy? Uh, so I've looked at Legacy. Like, uh, for a period of time, I was actually in Legacy on paper. Uh, I had, a, I had a, a couple bug decks. You know, like, I had all the lands for it. I, I was ready to go. Um, and then I ended up just not really... Like, I had all of these cards. I'm like, why do I have all of these Legacy cards when I don't ever go to a Legacy tournament or ever have an opportunity to go to one? Like, it's so rare. I mean, I went to one SCG event last year, and that was it. You know, and just there's not really enough happening around here. And, I mean, you know me. Like, I don't play enough, you know, competitively. So, it's just it didn't make any sense for me to have all these cards. So, I ended up just liquidating them. So, is Legacy only competitive for you? It's not fun? Like, yeah, there's, that's there's, the only reason you'd play it, right? Yeah, there's not enough of a market for me to, to justify having that much of an investment I, uh, in Paper Magic for me. Like, it's just I'm not going to get enough out of it. Whereas modern, like I was already sort of invested anyway, because I'd been able to collect up to half of what I needed, yeah. you know, and it was it was no big deal to to get to where I'm at today on that. Um, and now that they're print reprinting shocks, like it's even easier. So, you know, the mana base is some of the most expensive stuff, aside from you know bobs and goifs and the you know clicks and that sort of stuff. But I mean, most of that stuff I've been able to collect, and you know, all the lands and and now the the shocks, I'm I'm okay. So it hasn't been a huge financial burden. The fact that um, Modern is starting to see a lot more play at GPs is a really big, big thing for me. 
Um, and the fact that it is a pretty active uh, PTQ season for us up here as well yeah. is uh, is big for me. So um, like it's just, it, it's been a good format for me. I really enjoy it as well. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm very aware of what's happening in it. So I mean, that contributes a lot to uh, to how much I enjoy it. And it doesn't move quite as quickly as standard does, for example. So you have the opportunity to you know something new comes up, it's you're able to make a couple changes. And then, you know, and then still get there. So I think it's pretty good. So what do you think about, like, because I know I, I encounter this all the time when I say, hey, I think Modern is really good. It's a good format. And the initial reaction is, Modern is shit. Legacy's where it's at. Why are you playing that garbage Modern format? And I think it's hilarious that you get a bunch of people who've played the game. Maybe they're just older players or maybe they're just their investor or they're, you know, they've got their play set. So, of course, they think it's an amazing format. But I think a lot of new players that Wizards is attracting, Modern is very – it looks very fun. Like, if Modern Masters comes out and the card supply is there, I think cost of entry is the reason why people play formats over card available or, you know, a larger card pool. So I think I think modern's actually superior to legacy. So I'll go on the record there. That's a ballsy statement, Jason. I'll, I'll, I'll what on the record, man? What have you got to say about that, sir? Um, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I have a, I'm, I have a different perspective from all this because, like, you know, uh, me and my friends have a legacy card pool that we all share to be able to play. Um, so unfortunately, we can never play the same deck as each other. Um, but. <laughs> You know, so uh, that's always a toughie with Legacy. So right now we kind of like Modern because we can all play the same deck if we want to. Um, with the exception of, like, John, just because we don't have enough Goifs and Bobs. But, uh, you know, I'm still... I, I think it's, I have a feeling that a lot of what the people that are just, like, diehard Legacy fans are... That's just it. They're just diehard Legacy fans. They've been playing the format since forever. And they're going to die hard. Yeah. Yeah, and As the they're just that dies. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's just a fact, uh, man. The yeah, more it's play, happen. Like, the more people that get in the game, the faster that format dies. And the argument the speculators make that, well, you know, the more people that come in, the large, you know, the higher we can charge prices because people will pay for them. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's economics. That's exactly what will happen. But the problem is, uh, you will get a less and less amount of people who will be willing to make that gigantic commitment, and you know. I'd rather just play modern. If I could have five decks in modern or one deck in legacy, I'm taking modern just for yeah. variability, just for fun. <laughs> I, I actually completely agree with you, and I'm a legacy player, so I have. Uh, we've been slowly switching over from more and more legacy to playing modern a lot more. Now, here's something I ask you because I'm always very interested to talk to legacy players. So, do you think that the decks in legacy and the decks in modern? seem to be similar like you know the whole stone forge kind of stone blade deck you know if all of a sudden like let's say they went crazy and they said you know we're gonna unban jason modern do you think certain one or two certain cards if they were unbanned unbanned in modern uh it, would modern just suddenly become legacy which i disagree completely but i've heard no, i i definitely don't think so because the the two key cards to legacy um can actually never be in modern unless they reprint them, which are Force of Will and Wasteland. And, you know, so without Force of Will and Wasteland, modern is just going to be its own format. Yeah. 
forever. It's they're they're not. It's not going to be similar enough to Legacy. I can't play Tron in Legacy. <laughs> no, own. but apparently you can play Modern Jund in a Legacy format. All you need to do is add what was what is it? Sylvan Library and what it, oh, there was a tweet LSB put yeah, out. Gita, Gita. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, and it's a deck. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. But, like De- those- Deathrite Shaman's that good. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, it really does show you that the power creep of cards that, I mean, maybe that's how, you know, Wizards is getting around the whole uh, band list, that they're just going to make cards more powerful. So, all right, well, we won't print those shitty old cards. We'll just make cards way more powerful. Like, Death Ray Shaman's insane. It, that card is insane. I'm surprised it's not seeing more play in Standard, but. Yeah, I mean, in the last two years, if you look at the last two years of Magic cards that have been printed, it's just Legacy is being taken over more and more by these newer cards. You know, Mental Misstep, Deathrite Shaman, the new swords, Stoneforge Mystic, Jace the Mind Sculptor, Batter Skull. It's just, it, I mean, you look at uh, Legacy decks, and you know, uh, maybe a third of them are the old bordered cards. The rest are pretty much new bordered. Right, yeah. and it's really just the duels, which. Uh, man, I wish that's the only one I wish they could get around and reprint because they just they're the smartest, simplest design for like a new player to understand what a dual land is. And it's just a shame that they got caught. See, I so here's the thing Legacy as a format itself, um, they had to grandfather in the dual lands. Like, at, there was a point where they, yeah, they had to say, like, okay, we understand that you know, by making this cut to create Legacy as a format. You know, we need to cut all of the dual lands in theory. However, we will make sure that they stay in the formats. We'll make sure they stay legal. So, like, they, they basically had to force create this format. I didn't know that. That's yeah. uh, that's crazy. Right? Interesting. So, I mean, so Legacy, in my opinion, you guys say that it's identified, you know, as the Wasteland Force format. But, frankly, like, for me, it's those, obviously. But the dual lands are just as important as that. Like they're so iconic at this point to our community that it's one of the main identifying factors. Like, yes, they're played in vintage, but as far as I'm concerned, like until wizards puts another push on it to try to generate the buzz through this whole, you know, vintage on moto thing. Um, it's a, it, it, it's an almost dead format in my opinion. Like there's so few people to play it. There's like three, ba- three major vintage champions championships a year. Oh, vintage is dead, man. Right, so so dead. So because of that, it's like legacy really is is sort of defined by these cards. And I mean, I don't play enough of it, so I can't. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are these other absurd cards like show and tell is ridiculous. Like you will never see an ability like that ever again. You know, and it's just it's these cards that are just so powerful and so busted and so broken. Um, But maybe that's a good thing, right? Like I look at it this way: if I think Magic should have flavors, you know, like Baskin-Robbins. You know, if you want to play a certain type... <laughs> no, think about it, right? Like, you you get bored. So if, you, if you're if you a control freak, go play Legacy. Go force and mental misstep yourself all day long. If you don't want to play that and you want to play a more mid-range bounce, you know, play Modern. You want to play crazy other decks, play Standard. Or you're, you're a cheap motherfucker, go play Popper. Like... <laughs> it all balances, right? Like, I think that's good. I don't want, like, the argument that people make, like, every card should be, you know, moved or replaced or bring force into modern. I say, fuck no. Leave that thing where it is. Like, I don't want another legacy light. You know, leave it over there where it is. It's fine. It's interesting because the people complain about the ban list in modern. 
That that's the number one thing that I be, think the band complain is about. Great. Well, so and let me let me help you help everyone else at home who doesn't share our love for the format understand why. Every single person. <laughs> so, so here's the thing: because you will never see force of will in modern. Okay, because of this fact, you want to go on record. You want to go on record with that. You have to. Yeah, it's um, okay. it's on the reserve list, right? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. Sure. So, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> until you see force of will printed for modern play, um, you will not see the band list opening up anytime soon. The reason for that is Force of Will is a card that's used in Legacy to keep all of the unfair, dumb turn two combo decks, except for Dredge, at bay. It makes them play fair and have to, you know... Play Force of Will themselves. Well, that's fine. It becomes this terrible sub-game, but the point is, is that it allows them to, you know, it allows you to have disruption against these sort of combo decks without necessarily being pants. Like, there are turn one, turn two combos that... Like, just go off. Like, breakfast. Yeah. Flores will tell you, like, turn two, win the game. It's dumb. Um, without Force of Will, you're screwed. That deck just wins every single time. That's why you're seeing cards like Preordain and Ponder and all the rest of the stuff that basically made Storm a turn two deck is now gone because we don't have Force of Will or Mental Misstep to interact. And if you took Mental Misstep and put it in the format, we saw what happened to Legacy with Mental Misstep in it. That's fucking brutal. Nobody wants to see that ever again, ever. Which is why it's banned in Modern as well. Right? Well, so Mental Misstep banned in Legacy too, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, because it's like they realize, like, whoops. <laughs> you, know? you gotta play four Mental Missteps, four Force of Will. It's dumb, right? So, so because these these like check and balance cards do not exist in the format, you need to see the ban list as active as it is, and that's the issue. So, so because of that, you get this, you know, this this really balanced and safe environment where there's a little bit of room for innovation and and deck choice. But what makes it very important is the cards are still absurdly powerful. And modern is one of the four, one of the formats I think that right now I like the most because it is very fast. The format is very very quickly. There are relevant things happening on every single turn from one to five. Um, and if you make a mistake within those first five turns, you're basically punished and can very well lose the game. And I feel like legacy is like that as well. Um, yeah, but legacy is more what you draw. No, no, like and, I, you know, and, if you draw your right seven, it's very. It just seems like it's it's in modern you have a chance to play your way out of things. Legacy, it's kind of like you know, let's just put our seven on the table and you know, let's decide who wins. I feel like vintage uh, is more like that than it. I think well, Legacy is a little bit. Just... <laughs> it's a little bit more to it than that, but yeah. for some decks, it is some some matchups can definitely be that way. Yeah, for sure. But um, it it really depends on how interactive the deck you're playing is. True. Now, Scotty, what do you think about modern in terms of? Do you think it's already stagnating with the decks? Because it seems like since they announced modern, um, well, it was after that first uh, uh, bannings, I guess. Since you know they've settled things down a bit and banned a bunch of the the decks, it seems like there's you know those six or seven archetypes, and I'm surprised even after six months, I haven't really seen. A new deck, you know, it's the same type of decks evolving, like you know, John Dad's, you know, Souls. Okay, there you go. But it's not a new deck. 
Like, do you think they need to be more aggressive with like a rotating ban list? Maybe at the start of every season, you know, and just to just to keep it like new. So I think what's interesting is you're starting to see like modern as a format. You're going to see it as an F and M playable format moving moving forward. I don't think it's going to take going to get a lot of uptick, but I think that the environments that do take advantage of it, you're going to see a lot of innovation in those environments, and I think that that'll be really good for the format if that happens to get out. Um, The other thing that I think is really interesting is they're really starting to push, and we noticed it this year. There's a lot higher concentration of modern events throughout the course of the year. So we're looking at Grand Prix and that sort of thing. And those those are actually very, very relevant. The fact that, you know, the Pro Tour was modern was a big game. Like that's big game. That and huge. and that that's obviously saying, hey, we're we're committed to the format and you guys need to, to take it seriously and get to the innovating. So I think we're gonna see like we should see another unbanning. Either that or Gate Crash is gonna do something stupid. Um and and then you know maybe we'll see another unbanning and, and try to balance something out. Uh, and I don't know whether it's an unbanning or or a a further banning. Like I've heard yeah, a lot. You, of, what do you think about Jace? Do you think he has a shot? Of so getting so here's here's the thing. I, I would, would love, love to I would see love him to back. see Jace unban even if they ban him right away. You know, just <laughs> let him come back and let him see. And if he busts it all up and it fucks it, just get rid of it. Okay. Again. So <laughs> so for those of you that played for those of you that played standard with Jace the Mind Sculptor, okay, because there's not everyone did. I uh, it got behind him. It got banned in standard for a reason, but there were two standard seasons that Jace the Mind Sculptor was legal. It was the second season that he became oppressive. Does anyone know why? Because a Stoneforge mystic is why. No, that's actually not the reason. Does anyone but, else know why? I'm guessing. John was no longer in the format. And what card in particular was the Lightning foil book. of was the foil of uh, of Jace the Mind Sculptor? Uh. John had a few, though, a few good ones. Okay, but, but the most Lightning important elf. one... It was uh, the Elf. It's Bloodbraid Elf. Every format that Bloodbraid Elf was in, Jace was fine. Because you could just, like, they go, Jace, brainstorm, and you go, like, sweet. Like, Bloodbraid Elf, kill it. Get a, get a guy, you know? Or, like, Bloodbraid Elf, Blightning, attack you for three. Yeah, like that was insane. <laughs> right? But, like, and, and so that's what I'm saying. So I'm fairly certain that we could see, like, Stoneforge Mystic is banned. Yeah, that's unfair. That right? Guy. So you're not going to see the same Cobblade that you did. I think it's very reasonable to unban Jace at this point. Blue is a very weak color in Modern right now if you're not playing Storm. Um, and I think unbanning Jace would be fine. Um, they also have Valakit. Like, Valakit was also really good against Jace. Yeah, where is that, eh? Everyone was all hyped that that was coming back. It's... So the problem... Okay, there's two problems. Uh, anyways, we can talk about... We're going to talk about Modern all night? No. <laughs> All right. no, I, mean, but, I was interested. It was like, awesome. But here's the thing: the modern master. The problem. Okay, so the problem with Valakit is that there's two flavors of two flavors of decks that are looking to be Valakit. One is obviously both of them using Scapeshift. One of them is like a rug or a bant or basically a blue X Scapeshift. The other one is just straight red green. And the only thing that's holding these decks down are uh, the faster non-interactive aggro decks like Infect. Yeah. Right? Which kills you on turn Ugh. three. And uh, and then the other one is Storm. Like, a lot of them just have terrible Storm matchups because Storm just combos out on turn three. So it was a very safe unbanning. And if we see some select hate cards coming through in Gate Crash, you know, which is a total possibility. I mean, like, we saw Deathrite Shaman and it changed the game, you know. Um, then maybe those decks become good again, right? Maybe, you know, and, and I mean, even then... You're going to tap out for four mana to cast Jace and Brainstorm? You're fucking probably dead. Yeah, you can't. You're right. 
Like right now, the way it is, like you're probably dead. Um, Jace makes some of like people complain because they say, well, Jace will make card decks like Splinter Twin better. Like, that's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with Splinter Twin being better. Splinter Twin is a great deck. It's obnoxious as hell. It's one of those, like, rattlesnake cagey decks where you need to be cognizant of it at any given moment or you will die. (laughs) In my opinion, I enjoy that tension in a Magic game. Like, I enjoy that. I enjoy feeling like I'm under the gun all the time and, like, it makes you analyze your play. Like, this is something I enjoy. This is this is me. It's not for everybody. I'm telling you why I enjoy the format, right? I'm just, it, for me, it's, it's an exciting thing. There's nothing wrong with Twin being a better deck. I would fucking love to see, like, Turbo Land back. How awesome was oh, that deck? No, Turbo Land was shit. Man. No, it was amazing. You, <laughs> need, you, need, deck, you need a reason to play your P-titties, baby. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Fucking in a deck with Jace, I would play Genesis Wave in this format. Yeah, damn right I would. Oh, my God, that. Come on, like, we're talking about Jace coming back, and you're talking about Genesis Wave. Get you, out of here, man! Did you play the Blue Green Wave deck? Like that was one of that was if some Jace of the most comes fun back, I ever had. All I gotta say is, I would love to play with them again. I think they're they're getting a little dusty, so they gotta come up, man. Twentieth anniversary. I mean, we'll get off the modern talk real quick here because there is something that I want everyone to like. I'm curious to see what everyone thinks. Twentieth anniversary is coming, right? Do you think that? I mean, they're announcing some big things. Power's coming back to Cube. What do you think they're going to drop on us for the 20th anniversary? I mean, they have to do something crazy, right? No? (laughs) (laughs) Are they going to do, like, a free magic day? Like, where you go to the store and they're like, yeah, everyone gets one free draft or whatever? Maybe. Uh, Better be fucking better than that. That's going to be horrible. (laughs) Pressure's on. Matthew's quitting. <laughs> yeah, I'm quitting Magic. That's it. It's over. No, I mean, I just think, uh, hopefully, you know, okay, I see with online, where hopefully the beta will finally release. Um, and Holy maybe shit. they'll polish it up so that it actually works. Uh, that'd be, actually, you know what? <laughs> there you go. That's all I want. Just fucking <laughs> do the beta properly. I've been waiting three years. <sighs> I don't know. I just think the 20th anniversary, they got to do something cool. I- I'm, like, searching through the Salvation forums right now. Someone's like, MTG, the movie. MTG <laughs> <laughs> game for Wii. <laughs> uh, I mean, they didn't do anything for the 10th anniversary. Why would they do anything for the 20th? Because uh, they're greedy and they want to make money, and I have my money and I'm willing to give it to them if they do something awesome. How about full art planeswalkers? Yeah. How about full art anything? Or <laughs> everything. How going to be the closest on the ball? I think it's going to be something like a pre-draft. They're going to do a day, you know, or like a tournament or something, and they'll say, you know what? It's. I mean, they do free comic day, free comic day every year. Maybe it'll be the same thing. Like I said, everyone comes for a free tournament, and maybe they'll just say, yeah, it's absolutely free. Everybody can come, and they'll put up fucking sick prizes for a tournament. That may happen. Maybe twentieth. Maybe the twentieth anniversary, like when they release the like the the core set or whatever. And like, yeah, 20th anniversary, so come and do our game day, and we'll actually give out, like, the sickest fucking shit ever for a free tournament. Yeah, that'd and that'd be, cool. be fine. That'd be cool. Right? I, I would just like to see, like, something groundbreaking. Like, 20th anniversary, new core set is all five new Planeswalkers, you know? And, <laughs> like, just just give us something fresh. I think things are getting a little boring. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't you think so? 20, 20 Planeswalkers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 the 20th. 
I want 400 plain focus, man. Come on. <laughs> a new color. That's gonna. <laughs> oh, don't even start. Purple's uh... <laughs> It's gonna be artifact energy. <laughs> uh, what, what were they saying? All these ridiculous rumors. I'm like, I don't think that fits in the color pie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they already have a hard time. It'll be time spiral to return back to the future past. Oh man, uh, yeah, they could do another time spiral thing. I don't know. I think they're gonna do something big, man. If, if Return to Ravnica was the lead-in, I'm like, I to me, I think this is probably the best set I've ever seen in all of Magic. So. Man, they got something to follow up at the end of the year, 213. Hopefully it's big. <laughs> I, I, I'm predicting that you'll be disappointed. <laughs> I, I know. I'm so disappointed. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's it? Ugh. <laughs> they're going to announce a new website design. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking Actually, of new website designs, great. speaking of new website designs, you guys realize the Channel Fireball put up a link to their new one, too? They you go, to, go to future.channelfireball.com. Wow, they call it future? <laughs> well, there's there's a link, right? So, like, if you click on their their wow. page right now, and it, that's just the construction address. It's time to fight back. Well, oh. I, the one thing that I really like about it is there's a feature on the right-hand side of the screen where you can filter by author, and all the author's pictures are there. So, like, that's wow, pretty that, cool. That's cool. Right? So, I like that. I think this is much better, much cleaner. Way better than Star City Games, man. I like the layout of this Channel Fireball one much better than better. their previous incarnation. Ooh. I don't know how I feel about uh, how I feel about it compared to Star City. Like, I just haven't really compared the two side by side, but they do have a very similar look. I like. I mean, th- this is a trend though in web design, like to go simpler and cleaner mm-hmm. and more function. You know, so I like it. I think it's good. Could use a little spice, a little boring, but. <laughs> God. Yeah, it is, it is pretty boring, but they're calling uh, some of their, their main writers platinum articles, I guess. Oh, fuck. Are they going to dare put it behind a paywall? I don't, I don't think, think they so. are. I will, I will quit. I'll quit Channel Fireball if they do that. That's just bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I know. I know. Who do we have? John Piccone on? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely 100% bias of paywalls. I think that's fucking retarded. Don't put your shit behind a paywall. Come on, guys. Be smart. Advertise. Use it as advertising. Look at this. Manadeprived.com is the best site on the internet because it's got the best free content. People. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, does have you hate paywalls it. in general? I think paywall, well, I mean, I, I am a creative. a good paywall site. I mean, there isn't one, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a creative director. I design websites for a living. Plug, plug. But there's many times clients have come to me and you know, they've suggested how do we put stuff behind a paywall? And I'm like, you don't, you just lose a hundred percent of your clients. Take hard. <laughs> like, fuck you. I want a paywall. <laughs> they ask. No, they do. And they fail. Take Howard Stern, man. He had 10 million listeners. He went to a paywall and then he had 200,000. I don't know. It's star city games right now. I guarantee you this. Hey, Evan, check this out. Here's some logic I'll drop on you. Okay, take all your content right now and just give it away free. All of it. Everything. Take all your articles, throw it, just dump it. If the fact that you're paying someone $50 to write an article, come on, dude. You're telling me they don't generate uh, uh, money to pay for that? That's absurd that they need to charge fees for it. I think that's just a quick cash grab. So if you put it all free, I guarantee you they'd probably double, triple, or quadruple their site traffic. And 
instead of, you know, Evan is already putting ads in front of their shit, so put a little ad. I would rather sit through a five-second or 20-second ad than to just, you know, have all this content behind a paywall. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> That's just my opinion. So confident. <laughs> I am confident about that shit. That's that's just crazy, man. Paywalls are bullshit. Stop that. Global Mail's going behind a paywall. Watch that thing fold. Gone. Is it? Yeah, and the sun is going behind a paywall, too. They're next to go. Hey, newspapers, wake up. It's 2012. You're dead. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> reads papers anymore. Your shit is over. Well, I didn't know they were going, like, to use the yep. paywall. Going behind a paywall. It's a new thing, man. Maybe I gotta do that. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm out of here. Happy <laughs> meta off a of meta prime as soon as it goes behind a paywall. <laughs> uh, so what else is going down in Magic, guys? Well, I just wanted to mention uh, quickly, very quickly. Um, I just came back from the card store, and four of my friends were actually playing anti league. So it's actually becoming a thing. Oh my and, god, uh, is it really? Yeah, like thanks to Jay. Um I mean it's one of the most popular articles I've had the pleasure of publishing in the past few months even. I don't want Jay to hear to this or else he's gonna beg me for money, but <laughs> it's really popular and I'm like these guys were playing today, they were buying like uh, two guys decided to be real ballers. And for their one of their packs, they bought like the foil shards pack. Oh, <laughs> and, like, God. two guys like they spent basically, um, I think thirty dollars for their anti deck. Like they bought like three old boosters, like ten bucks each, basically. But why and, would you do that? Like, if someone explain to me. I I read the article. Okay, Jay. Before you tell me I'm an idiot and I should read the article, I read the article. I understand the play. But why would I? Why would I put expensive cards just to be baller? Like I don't get the whole anti thing. So I flip my cards, and then you flip your cards, and those are the cards that are anti. Yeah. It, it just seems like if I was gonna be, if I put like a ten dollar foil, then you gotta go and pull out ten dollars of value out of your deck. So it's kind of like I would get six cards, you might get one. I could see how that's more interesting than just a random flip of a card. Right, right. And then uh, you're going to draw a dick on it anyway, so fuck, it's going to get wrecked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want that, I don't know, maybe. One of my friends like actually had like a good in common. He had a foil Esper charm that he ended up losing, and that's apparently that's worth roughly $8 or something. So there was some decent cards, but like Jay said, like if you open something too expensive, then you can just like keep the pack. Like that's what like um my friend Calvin opened in a chroma and he decided to keep that pack, and he just, like, bought another one. So um, I think people just like um, the feel of the decks because it's so... Because you're playing, like, really bad, <laughs> slow decks. And I was watching, but at least you, you get to... If both decks start, you know, getting some lands, there is some combat math and, and some interesting situations that do play out and you don't expect you like you have no clue what's in your opponent's hand you can't play around shit but it was interesting to watch uh but one person bought like got three shit packs and and decided to to retire his deck like <laughs> he built it so I mean, I like that. I, I think the one thing going for anti-league is you can just pick up a couple packs, throw it in, and you can start playing. So it's kind of cool if you're getting bored of other formats. Uh, I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to try it. 
I'd play a couple games. Okay. GP Toronto, any league, let's go. That's episode. I love this shit. Meta. <laughs> um, but I, it looks like a lot of fun. But I, I've seen like, like I saw them play a bunch of games, but some games were just like really boring because you know your mana bases are are terrible. So some games like one guy just just doesn't. All he has in his hand are black cards and just didn't draw one of the black lands, and, and, and that was it. So I saw two games like that, so maybe that's going to be an issue. But overall, like, all, all of them said they had really a lot of fun. So just wanted to put it out, out there that anti-league is a real thing. <laughs> so it, it almost sounds like anti-league is like playing someone's cube, but the guy who built the cube was really bad, and he didn't have a lot. <laughs> Like a good collection, and he just put like the shittiest of jank, and he's like, "Yeah, let's draft my cube," and it's really bad. Is that what it's like? Because <laughs> like I was at one guy's house, and he said, "Hey man, I'm gonna build a cube." And I was like, "Oh, wicked! I can't wait to play cube. This is gonna be so great." It was like my first time, you know, playing someone's cube, and I was like, "Okay, well, what do you got, man?" And you know, I'm looking through stuff, and I'm like, "Wow, what are all these cards? Are these the cards you're not putting in the cube?" He's no, that's that's the cube. <laughs> this is gonna be so much fun guys and the best thing about what he did is he put in all his favorite cards so the cube was like 40 percent black so it was so unbalanced and i'm like well i'm gonna draft you know i don't know what the balance of the cube is until after the game so i'm like oh, i'll play blue red and i'm like why am i getting any blue and red cards what's going on is everyone drafting blue and red here i'm like no it's, it's black and he's looking at me he's like why aren't you drafting black i'm like what do you mean why aren't i drafting black <laughs> I didn't know there were rules to this fucking cube. Oh, it was horrible. I wanted to leave. <laughs> Needless to say, he's not my friend anymore. <laughs> wow. Sorry, dude. Your cube sucked. I'll never play it again. <laughs> build better yeah, cube. I haven't played a shit cube before. so You gotta learn before you build a cube. Um, Jason, I did want to talk to you a bit about Legacy. I'll be playing my first event in ages this weekend. Um, okay. The last time I played it, Actually, I went. I can't say ages. Actually, day two GP Columbus. What? Uh, no, it wasn't Columbus, was it? It was um, Atlanta with G, uh, Reanimator. But okay. from what I hear, it's no longer a top deck because of Deathrite Shaman. Apparently. Yep. <laughs> so I'm looking at other options, and, and based on what I've seen, like the stats on SCG, uh, the article, the article posted by the Hatfields, Rug Delver still the most popular and successful deck, and it's the deck that my boy Hayne tells me that I should be playing this weekend. And, and, and says that it's my style deck because it's tempo and counterspell uh, oriented. So what are you planning to play if you do play this weekend? Uh, if I play Sunday at Baltimore, I will either be playing High Tide or Goblins. Ooh, which version of Goblins? Uh, the Aether Vial... Well, I mean, they all have Aether Vial, but I am just playing more of a stock list. I'm not playing, like, Warren Instigator or anything. I'm just playing Lackeys. And... Have you tried the other version? I'm like, curious, because Cedric was talking. Uh, the, what, what I'm playing out of the out of Cedric's version is the Warren Weirdings, because they're really good against Show and Tell decks. Okay, yeah. They're playing Gristlebrand and stuff. So that, I'm playing those, but um, I don't know. I just, like, waiting for my Vials to get to two before I can put uh, Warren Instigator into play just feels wrong to me for some reason. But uh, Goblins is actually like, I just picked that deck up not too long ago. So I before that, I was playing Rug Delver for about a year. Still good, right? 
Oh, oh yeah, the, the deck is that, that. I mean, Rug Delver is basically like the baseline deck. Like it has, it, it has all the different ways of interacting with its opponent. So, you know, and powerful, cheap, efficient creatures. But from what I know, it's really because um, it looks like it's easy, but I I know it's there's a lot of complexity to the deck because you have so many because the spells are so cheap. You actually have many actions, multiple. Right. In decisions at every single step, so I'm probably not going to do well with the deck. But you know, I can't wait till you got to start. I got to do it every time I hear you talk about shit. You're like, I'm not going to do well. You got to have a positive attitude, man. <laughs> hey, that's what you got to start taking well, lessons from Chris Lansdale right now. But <laughs> I want to hear you on your show every episode. He's like, I know we, and then he puts you in the bracket. Too. He's like. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but at least we got people that do. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> we're the truth, man. You, you are the KYT. You, come on, man. You got more, more experience for day two in than anyone I know. <laughs> I do. So, so maybe I'll win this event and be like, yeah, I, I won. <laughs> Positive. I mean, the first time I ever played Rugged Over um, was in a Legacy Challenge. And, you know, the Legacy Challenge was only four rounds, and I went 3-1 with it. So, you know, as long as you play smart, it's it's you should be fine. You know, it's it's not it's that interesting. To, it's just the combo decks where you, when you're new to the format and you don't know, like, the key card of their combo, that's always the most frustrating. Uh, or you counter the wrong spell, and then you're like, fuck, I'm dead. Like, I saw that my friend misplay against Hive Mind because, like... He tried to, um, I think the guy, he let Hivemind resolve, and then the guy packs him, and then he, like, he's tapped out, so he tries to daze his own pack, but the guy's like, okay, daze your daze with the copy, and he's like, fuck, and then he lost, so, um, things like that can happen, so. I mean, that's not necessarily no. I mean, the, the important thing for Rug is to know how all the other decks work. I guess mm-hmm. that that is pretty important. Um, the other thing is to know how all the combo decks are going to try and protect themselves. Like you know, you got to know how many force of wills your opponent might have, or you know, if he's playing three days or only two. Or doesn't everyone just play four force wills? Like, uh, that... there are some decks that only run three. So, and what other counter magic though? Like, did they make a mix of like, I don't know, like, uh, like Force of Will, some Days, um, Stipe. you know, the like, Spell Pierce. Yeah. So is it is it normally like it's seven or eight pieces of counter magic, right? You want to have in Rug Delver? Uh, I when I played Rug Delver, I had four Force of Will, two Spell Pierce, no, uh, three Spell Pierce, two spells there. So yeah, about like eight to ten. Oh, you go ten? Because I, I was I was hearing that the metagame's moving to be lighter, like to around eight, seven and eight instead of the higher thing. But I haven't played Rug Delver in uh, probably about three months now. So, <laughs> Matt, Matthew, so you gotta eight. you gotta stream. Well, well, you can't get a legacy deck, but if you did, I, I, wa- I want to watch you like stream. You want to watch me fail miserably and get destroyed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, every like, stream I do will be, hey, I just spent eight tickets to enter this thing. Oh shit, I'm out. All right, let's spend another eight tickets. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm out. <laughs> and I would stream legacy uh, moto matches if I could, if they would ever fire. Right, that's, right. That's the main issue. 
it's yeah, like that's... daily every, daily i see the daily results it's like six people or something yeah, yeah. yeah almost nobody so i don't know if they actually do they actually fire though with six people very rarely like yeah. why do they show the results with six so i'm i'm confused by that but it seems like it's once a week or something or or two weeks or month so <laughs> i think not... it's worth feels sorry he's like oh those poor guys here i'll let it fire anyways <laughs> <laughs> nobody's coming guys i always when i'm on moto i love hearing the things like guys come on man we only need one more somebody join nobody's joining <laughs> you're on your own dude the one, one guy in the old like draft set like q Come on, we need seven more. <laughs> like, what? Oh, that's the worst. When you're at seven, you're like, come on, somebody do this. <laughs> no, nobody's going. And then, like, people start leaving, so it goes back down to six. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, don't bail. Don't bail. Trust me, somebody's coming. I got a DM. <laughs> put the tweets out. Somebody put the tweets out right now. Uh, but anyways, that's that's a huge problem with Legacy, so. Eh. Fail. So what do we think's going on for GP Toronto, man? No, 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 no. What? Jason, I'm you're, go, you're going to Baltimore this weekend, right? Yeah, yes, I am. I so am. talk to us about the epicness that will be Star City against Baltimore, because seriously, there's only one event that I can think of that's going to top this weekend. It's next weekend, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Order decided we were going to talk chronologically. So as a result, what's happening this weekend? Uh, I mean, well, there's... There's actually two events happening this weekend. Uh, there is Star City Games Baltimore, and there's also the TCG Player 50K. Oh, yeah. There's in that. Indy is this weekend. Yeah. They're invitational. Um, I'm going to Baltimore because it's only an hour and a half away. So, uh, I mean, standard. There's, you know, normal opens, standard, and then legacy. Um, I've been sort of playing all week, getting, trying to get ready for standard. Since I, I have to actually work Monday morning at, like, two in the morning so i don't know if i'm actually gonna get to play legacy or not sunday because of that um yeah it's pretty brutal but uh so you know so i've been playing all week standard and just been trying to figure out the problem is i haven't had to play i haven't actually played standard in like three weeks now so just trying to find a deck that i actually like and want to play and um, it seems, seemed, you know, looking at, like, moto results and just getting online and playing some two-mans and stuff, it just seems like blue decks are just not good. And I usually played blue decks, so I decided instead that I'm probably just going to play the greediest possible thing I can. So you're playing five-color hoof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, I'm not really playing five-color hoof. I'm just playing four-color reanimator. So, yeah. you know, it's interesting. I'm not playing blue. That's the That's the big thing. Yeah, I'm playing a more normal, like, junk reanimator style list with the uh, Angels of Serenity as the big creatures. And, uh, running, uh, my, my tech is, uh, a Gisela. Yeah, she's, uh, she's been pretty good. Especially with all the sort of, there's a lot of, uh, like, mid rangey and green, white, and black, red aggro decks running around. And, you know, only taking half damage is pretty sweet. Now, are Actually, you, are- are you going to play that land uh, stronghold where you can drop Gisela and then tap it and give her haste? Yeah, I'm go- I've been going back and forth between uh, Slayer Stronghold and uh, Vault of the Archangel. Yeah, you need one of each, man. Uh, it's so, so hard. <laughs> it's just like the, the mana is already horrible. It's just like I could fit <laughs> one colorless land. <laughs> like two is just, I don't now, know. Now, are you playing Grizzlebrand as well on that? 
Uh, it, no, I actually cut Grizzle Brand out. It was just there's times where I just don't hit four black mana ever. Yeah, but you never you don't unburial them, man. Yeah, I know, but sometimes you just naturally draw them, and True. sometimes you don't have faithless lootings. It's funny because I was playing um, the Frights version a while ago, the red, white, black, and uh, I thought that deck was really, really strong. Like if you get Liliana or Faithless Looting, and you're just you know you got to survive three turns, three or four turns, dump a couple guys in the yard, drop some lingering souls out, gum up the board, and then just I would have Gisela or Grizzlebrand get one of them out, stronghold them, and hit them, and it was usually over. But now I'm kind of scared. Like I guess that deck got killed by all the graveyard hate, which is still out there. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm sort of my my sideboard plan is to actually go out of like the reanimator style plan and go just become sort of a four color mid range beatdown deck. Yeah, right. Bring some smiters and angels and just now. Go. Are you are you playing uh, Rakdos's Return in there as well? No, I'm not. Uh, I you know I've, I've had a lot of cards suggested to me like you know Rakdos Return was one of them. Um, Slaughter Games was another one. But it's just try. You know, you only have seventy-five spots. I'll be playing a lot of stuff, and like the one card that did get suggested, I actually started playtesting out of my sideboard. That's been really good. It's actually been Blasphemous Act. Really, it's amazing. Oh yeah, that's like a Wrath of God, man. Yeah, it's a Wrath yeah, of God. Well, obviously, nothing no. survived. <laughs> no, I just mean it. It it's it, you can cast it for four usually. Yeah, usually. You yeah. know, I mean, the other thing is like I'm playing my own Hunt Masters and stuff, so. I can usually help make it cheaper to cast, and not I don't worry about it too much. Because if I blast my sack, my guys away. It's you know it's whatever. I have them very right, so I'll just get it back or angel them back to my hand. You know, nice. Now is that? Do you play like the strategy with Huntmaster where you drop them, let them flip, and then on the opponent's turn try and cast two cheap spells to flip them back? Oh man, <laughs> no. I my my only <laughs> no because. <laughs> I have two Grizzly Salvages, and that's it. That's the oh, okay. Because I, I was playing online today, and some guy's got this crazy, crazy Huntmaster deck. This deck. And it's a four-color Huntmaster deck. And so get 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 this insanity. Was it Conley Woods that you were playing against? No, there was no acidic slimes in it. No. Um, but he, he was essentially going... His whole plan was to drop Huntmaster. And then he played Huntmaster and Angel. Um, that's it. That was his creatures. And then he played every cheap one mana spell you could think of. So he dropped Huntmaster. <laughs> oh yeah, he dropped Huntmaster. Flip it. Then on my turn, he's like, boom, boom, unsummon your guy or do some something stupid. Flip Huntmaster. Kill two more of my mana dorks. And he just kept doing it. And then every time I tried to target Huntmaster, he's like, Angel, flip it, done. And I'm like, wow. Like, once you knew what he was doing, it was, it was easy to, to deal with it. But. And when I the first game, I was just shocked that I'm like, "What the hell is this guy doing? He's just destroying my poor little green and white humans." Yeah, that uh, nihilist is going to get pretty sick once uh, Sacred Foundry and Stomping Ground become legal. I think. Now, I actually, have been uh, running into a really uh, another reanimator deck that I don't know if you I don't know if you guys have been playing attention to standard, but uh, it's like this human reanimator deck. Yeah, like with angels of angel of glory's right, rise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That thing is nice. That, that thing, thing came out of the, if I'm not mistaken, that thing actually came out of Pro Tour Dark Ascension yep. um, with, like, Hunt Masters and Fiend Hunters and all that sort of shit. And you can set up this loop with the Fiend Hunters where you can just, like, gain infinite life, right? Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, like this version that I played against was running uh, Nightshade Peddler. It's is that a caster? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's yeah. Rug, that's rug humans. Yeah, I just oh my god, it doesn't work. I tried building it. You think it's like Snapcaster, right? You got like the rug shell, but it just is really bad. <laughs> and people just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are yeah, you gonna do? I, Kill my... This thing was like four colors. It was playing on barrel rights too. It was just yeah, dogs was, breakfast. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I lost to it because like I had no way of dealing with uh I just wasn't drawing the proper cards to deal with static caster and Hitler, like, <sighs> <Edler>, so <laughs> This is what standard has devolved into. I mean I mean <laughs> like, was, seriously like tweets earlier today from Brad were just like if you think standard is such a you know, the the, the standard format is really bad, you're just completely wrong because it's extremely hard. Uh, oh, th- listen, I, here's here's the thing. I, I'm sorry. Th- so I don't play a lot of standard, mostly because I prefer my games to not take 35 minutes. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, in the world of dueling Thrag Tusks, like, unless, you know, I love, con- thrag loops. I love control mirrors. I love playing control decks. I do. I enjoy them. I like being put to, to tough decisions. I don't like two people sitting across the table masturbating in front of each other going, who's going to blow first? I'm just not interested in that. I get that there are like a million different things you can do right now in standard. And of course you can, because everybody has 50 fucking life points. It's like Commander with multiples (laughs) in standard. Like, this is so dumb. It is. It is. I I actually was funny. I was playing, uh, and uh, I'm playing Green White Human, so I've got... uh, Oh, what is that? One and two white enchantment? Nevermore. So I've got four of them in, and they're only there to just stop cards like Thragtus, right? So every time I play it, I love the chat on Moto. People are like, you're a noob. What is this crap? That's a garbage card. What are you doing? And I'm like, buddy, I just named Thragtus. You ain't dropping it. He's like, oh, I'll beat <laughs> you next turn, right? And so you beat him a couple times, and then they're like, well, that's a stupid card. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't win. Oh, well. <laughs> You're just playing one of those jank sheep decks. I'm like, yeah, I am. It's green when humans, and it's fast, and it kills you on turn four. That's what it's doing. Well, you should get, you should afford some more cards there, buddy. I'm like, what are you talking about? Thragtus now is the new pimp card. If you don't have it, you're, you're shit. I don't it know. Like it's everywhere. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I've been like trying to keep uh, track of the sort of Moto Daily results, which is actually a lot harder to do now that they only post yeah. one every. Bullshit. But, yeah, but uh, it seems like, like green white human, like the green white aggro decks in general, have just been doing really well. Like this past I, week, yeah. it's like they're like almost like out of the four O's, they're almost like twenty five percent of the four O's. Yeah, well, the just like it's funny that the mayor of Aberbrook now is so good. Like in the humans deck, it is like turn one champion, turn two mayor, and then literally. You just got them with Paladin. Even if they wait one turn, you flip. Paladin, rank or ranker, silver blade dagger, dead. You know, or if you wait one Sorry, more turn. Sorry, hold on, hold on. Did you say silver inlaid dagger? Like, yes. Silver inlaid dagger is awesome, man. Okay, now listen. Yeah. Here's the thing everyone is prepared for rancor on your guides, right? So they're going to kill them right before you rancor and you lose it. I've, I played one dagger. 
and I left it on the board, and it's like swords, man. It's like equipping Sword of Feast and Famine again. You you no. get that on Angel or on no, you no, know it's something? Not. It's not. It is, dude. No, it's not. Take a standard deck, I'll batter you right now. No, it's not. <laughs> it's good, man. On a human, it's plus four. With Rancor, that's Trample. On Silverblade Palladian, or Paladin. <laughs> dude, that's 16 damage Trample. On turn four. Game. I will start streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten me. <laughs> I will start I, You know what? I will even play that. I think that deck is so good. I will play you against your Jun deck. And I will lose badly. Yes, but will. I will try. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! I don't you know. Try new deck. I, I feel like I feel like that that deck like that card's ridiculous when you're putting it on a card like Invisible Stalker. Like that was really good. But I feel like if you're not playing the Invisible Stalker, it's Face oh, shield. Just yeah. I played God, stop. Face shield. Stop. <laughs> what, what? What show Raptor, do you think this is? Raptor knows what's going on. What yeah, show do you admit, think like, this is? I playing against the green white deck. Face shields is really friggin' annoying. It's a counter spell. Yeah. If like I started playing it, it sounds janky as hell. But if you start right now, it's working. You just play it as counter spell because your deck isn't designed to win past turn five. You will yeah. die. Like yeah, if okay. the game goes long or they they. You know, it's like a combo deck. They got you. You lost. You can't win. But if you can get to turn three, four, or five, and you got one or two face shields, they go to try and get your guy. Face shield, gotcha. 16 damage. You're dead. Like, it's actually very impressive. It's a very limited strategy because you, you can't afford to run any removal. I mean, you keep it in your sideboard, but I don't know. I mean, all the removals are just like sorcery speed. Like, the only instant speed removal is like ultimate price. Which are um, Searing Spear and Selesnya Charm. Like, that's it. Eh, even they're running... I've seen a couple of copies of Unsummon being run now. Yeah, I, I mean, in, like, the blue-white Flash or the blue-white-red mid-range deck. But... Yeah. I mean, everyone's going just big, right? They're going over the top. So, you know, Rakdos' <laughs> Return and, Sphin- and, and Sphinx's Revelation in the same deck. Thank yeah. you, Frank Lepore. You are awesome. <laughs> I mean... You can also beat decks that are just going over the top by just going underneath them with little creatures. Yeah, which is exactly. what the green white aggro deck and black and that's red why aggro. Black decks red, deck. yeah, black red. Like zombies is finally just like, yep, screw you and your threat dusk, you're dead already. Yeah. yeah, zombie. You know the thing though, like green white humans is fast, but that black red deck is it's very very good. It is well, just disgusting. KYT, why don't you uh, earn your money and tell us what's in the deck that actually won that last GP? Because like I watched, I watched the finals. Um, I picked my son up, and we were watching the finals in the car, and uh, like that mirror was crazy ass. There was a lot of action in that. Like it was like black red on black red action, and it was hot. What was what was in the winning deck? Like what was the list? I'm he, not going to earn my money. He doesn't know. Okay, so you I, fucker! So I basically, I know most Yeah, he things. knows everything. I and know, you play man. John Finkel, man. What the <laughs> fuck? Hey, you can't play John Finkel if you don't know your shit. So it's essentially <laughs> the old black-red zombie list, but they've added, um, they got Ooh. two Olivias in the board, they run two to three uh, Falconrath Aristocrats, and they run Thundermaw Hellkite. So it's just, it's man. like the it's like the old zombie list, but so much power in the top end. So what the, their whole point is, they just want to get you 
as quickly as they can in the first three turns under 10 life, and then you're just dead if they flip. Like, they're just waiting to drop any of their massive cards that are very hard to come back from. Then it's a very fast deck, and it, it just takes out green white humans like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I run into that deck, and I'm like, oh, you got me. <laughs> Especially if Olivia hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, the winning deck list was actually running, like, so it ran, as this one drops, four Gravecrawler and four Diagraph Ghoul. And then it played um, Knight, four Knight of Infamy as its two drops, um, which is that's the card that actually kills yeah. the green white aggro deck. I was gonna say I think that's that's the big one, right? Like when I when I look at the list today versus the list when they first came out as zombies, like that was the card that was missing. Right, and it's just I mean like th- that's exactly how it beats the white green aggro decks because most of the white green aggro decks are human based, so you get this guy that can just attack through or block all their guys. And then their their version isn't even good against you because you play red removal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then the knight isn't necessarily that good against the green white because they're running the knight of glory, which basically negates knight of infamy, right? Well, so, no, because not they can't really. block each other. Yeah, yeah they exactly. can't block each other, and then they just burn yours. They burn the white one. Yeah, exactly. It's their burn. Like it, it's Olivia, like out of the board, destroys green white humans to no end, and. It's the burn. It's just the flexibility of the burn to just take your stuff so, out before. See, the GP winning list actually wasn't playing Olivia on the sideboard. Well, that's playing... the tech going on in MTGO right now. Yeah, it, I, I can see it. I mean, uh, that's probably more because the format online is shifting more towards like mid-range type decks to combat yep. the humans and zombie decks. Um, but I got to tell you, I, the, the card out of zombies that scares me the most is actually Faulknerath Aristocrat. Yeah, for sure. That, that card is just downright a house. Yeah. The the haste, the four power is totally relevant. The fact that it's flying over fucking everything. Mm. Invincible, you know, invincible for value. Yeah, like, can't die. Dodge, <laughs> like, the only removal spell that, you know, like, it dodges Selesnya Charm, which is really relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it dodges ultimate price. It's just, it's really hard to just kill. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's just a perfectly positioned card. Yep. They're way up in value right now, too, right? Yeah, Twenty-five like, bucks. Yeah. Oh man, that thing is going. <laughs> Speculators. Speculators. Die, motherfuckers. So. So yeah, that's that's kind of where standard is sitting. I mean, I'm hoping uh, Gay Crash brings us some new, new stuff, man. I'd really like to play green, green, blue, Simic. See what they got. Yeah, I want to use I- that land. Yeah, I want to play. Uh, I want to play some nice, uh, a nice sort of rug control deck. Hopefully, maybe they'll replant lightning bolt <laughs> in two fourteen. Bring it back, yeah. Full art foils. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I want my full art foil lightning bolts, man. All right, so yeah, this weekend uh, that's going to be a crazy event, and I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Joey is actually doing commentary for the for the Saturday. Right, so Saturday is going to be Joey. Joey's doing commentary with Matthias on on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then Sunday is actually going to be um, Ricky Hayashi. Yep. First time in the booth doing uh, with Matthias on on Sunday. Nice. So uh, all of Brewport will be there. So uh, if you're going to be at Star City Games Baltimore, come. You know, you can just look me up on my pairings if you want. It doesn't bother me for people to come up and say hi. You know, doesn't throw you off your game. 
No, not not at all, actually. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, so that that'd be crazy. Joey's a big bro of the show. Obviously, we've uh, we've got much love for that man. Um, now there's also a party going on on Saturday night. Um, I. As far as I know, I think there's a birthday party going on, but uh, one of the old Brewport hosts, Travis Hunt, actually owns one of the bars in Baltimore now. So wow! I got invited to go to a sort of a metal concert there Saturday night. K-Y-T, awesome. KYT, why aren't you on that? I want a man at a private bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we can play magic in. Oh, my God. Can we in get... Eastern Canada. Oh, Joe, Joe Nidri, somebody. Let's get a comic book store slash bar magic shop. <laughs> I, I will invest. That's awesome. There's a place here where it's like a bar and there's a bunch of board games. It's one of the coolest places uh, that I know in Montreal. Um, that It's like something I thought about maybe some some were down the line, maybe I'd open something like that, but uh, that's far in the future. <laughs> Always the entrepreneur. Not, 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 not uh, your level yet, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Please, whatever. You're running the largest vintage site in Canada. You create, <laughs> you created Alexander Hain. I have nothing <laughs> on you. Your resume is insane. Now, in all fairness, like you know. There are those that would argue that running the biggest magic site in Canada is the equivalent of winning a gold medal at the Special Olympics. Okay, like, let's, let's be perfectly honest here. Well, okay? I would say fuck you to those people, okay? Yeah. That's us say Canadians are Yeah, are that's exactly Olympians. what it's saying. Yeah. I, I, would, I would refer them, of course, to the finals of uh, Pro Tour Avis and Restored, but, you know, that's fine. I cried that day. I, I did, too. I did. I, I, was, I told my wife, eh? she's like, what's going on? I'm like, this is the biggest thing since the Olympics. She's like, it's the Olympics. I'm like, no, it's magic. And there's a Canadian. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and he's going to win with this really janky miracle card. <laughs> Go Hain. Go Hain. <laughs> so I, I guess if we want to... Oh, KYT, you've got an event this weekend? We talked about this already? Yeah, yeah, briefly, uh, the, the Mad Enterprise Super Series, the first event um, in Quebec City. It's Legacy. A lot of people are like, what the fuck? Why are you starting, starting the series there and why Legacy? But I think uh, the reason why is because there was a CMT uh, in Quebec City that was Legacy that was fairly successful. I think we're as close to 100 people, and so they're, they're – trying to run it back and uh see what happens um and uh yeah i leave it most like i'm just a consultant on this series and most of the planning is on face-to-face games and and uh yeah i hope i'm expecting a very well-run tournament at the very least because uh you know it's in good hands so i'm hoping to have fun i'm, I'm gonna go down there uh pascal maynard is the bounty player their time uh, someone's going to beat him, they're going to win a booster box. So that's a, a little special something that we decided to wow. add for the series. And uh, hopefully uh, people come up, like, show up. We'll see. Now, we'll is, is it a booster box of Return of Ravnica or is it a booster box of Fallen Empire? What, <laughs> what do you get? Is it a good one? It's, it's Return of Ravnica. Okay. It's the latest set. So. Okay, good. Um... <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to beat him, and it's like, ah, oh, you want here? What the fuck is this garbage? I think. Sorry, the, man. 
the challenge is is always going to be like you know obviously face to face games even though they're really big in Canada they're they're not they're not Star City games TCG we can't start off like uh like what's TCG doing this weekend like fifth uh Jason it's a uh, they're invitational so it's a fifty k yeah it's like a fifty k right off the bat so. So it speaks to the quality of the tournament, I think, when Brian Kibler says, you know, I think I'm going to pass on going to the 50K tournament this weekend. I need a weekend off. It's wow. I don't know many <laughs> that are going there. So Kibler I, only seems to do the Star City game once. <laughs> I haven't seen him at, uh, like, TCG ever. But this is a huge tournament. Yeah, I mean, Alex isn't going. Yeah, but the the way you can qualify is a little weird. Like you get these points, and to qualify, you need to have I think it's twenty five points. You can buy them. But yeah, you get they're they're like actual like little cards with a number on them. Like I have like twenty five of them that I just I'm not going because Baltimore's the weekend. So, um, you know, but you can just buy them off of people. Well, then what's the point of qualifying? That's kind of shady. I mean, like, you don't even have to, like, play to qualify. You can just buy the cards and then go yeah, play. you can be a baller and be in queue for a 50k tournament. <laughs> Get on it! Get on the plane, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, man. I, I am not that good yet. <laughs> I, I am not Scotty, Scotty Mac level, where I can just show up and just take shit down and earn my PTQ points. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just, you I just fucking walked. killed myself that day. Bullshit. You just walked in there and you just put that <laughs> dude, shit down. Dude, seriously? Tweets. Everybody, everybody was like giving me grief. They're just like, oh yeah, so you just walked in and they're like, oh, it's Scotty Mac here. Let me just bow to you. Let me just suck your cock and give you the buys. See? <laughs> you have any idea? I like From like round four forward, I was just like, yeah, so, uh, you know, and... Like, nobody. I was okay. just like, yep, no, guy, I gotta play. And I'm just like, alright, <laughs> I guess I just crushed you. <laughs> you, can, you can, it's okay, you can admit it. I know Medina, he gave you a bunch of legit bucks, and you're just like, here you go. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. <laughs> $50 absolutely credit, not. come on. <laughs> did not happen. Yeah. Not truth. No, you busted your ass. It, it, you did good, man. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, the good news is, is it actually makes, so the one thing I am finding, is it's making my deck selection a lot easier. Like, I mean, I was obviously on the deck, but when I talk about deck selection, specifically about s- preparation for my sideboard, because I can almost, you know, between my buys and my deck selection, I can almost just ignore a bunch of the decks that are out there. Like, you know, so so that's really, really good. Like, I'm a lot less concerned about burn, for example. I'm a lot less concerned about... Uh, oh, wait, is Carrie Dan going to this event? No. Oh, then I'm not at all worried about uh, loam. So, um, <laughs> the lone loam player. The, the lone loam player. Uh, but like things like that. Like I'm not really that concerned. I'm hoping that you know, knowing that Storm is really going to be well represented, I'm hoping that it's just going to take out a lot of the natural predators of my deck, and I will. I'm hoping I'll do fine because like I'm really capable as far as playing the mirror goes, and um, like I'm just really I'm content with the deck as it is, so I'm pretty excited about about the event. I feel like I'm I'm well prepared. Now, what, what is your ultimate plan? Like, are you gonna are you trying to make a run for the pro tour? Like, 
Is that what you're trying to do right now with all this practicing? <laughs> it's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, because if you are, like, I'm, I, I've always wanted to see someone make it. Like, it seems very, very hard to make the Pro Tour. Oh, it totally is. Like, honestly, my first goal is day two. Once I accomplish that goal, I'll sit down, have a beer, congratulate myself, and then set a new goal for day two. <laughs> um, but, like, that that's where I'm at, right? So, like, we'll start with day two, and then after that, I'm like, yep, top eight. Like, that's what I'm shooting for. And if I don't hit top eight, fine. I'll just keep playing as hard as I can to get as far up as I can. But, like, it would be really sick if we can get there. And you know what? Who knows? I mean, if I draw, like, a boss and I'm I'm zoned in, I mean, it's like any given Sunday, brothers. Like, we'll yeah. get, do what you got to do. So is GP Toronto, like, if you top eighted it, where would it be? No, you? nowhere. But if I top oh. four that fucker, I get a free invite to uh, Pro Tour Montreal. So you got a top four or nothing? All right. Well, no, 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 hold on. You get paid out of top 64. Yeah, but yeah. your goal is to make Pro Tour Montreal, which that well, was. No, no, no. My first goal is to day two. My second goal <laughs> is Pro Tour Montreal. Jumping the gun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But it's 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 really exciting. I'm I'm really happy. I'm I'm genuinely excited for the event. I feel like I'm well prepared. And so long as I pay, focus on what's important, I should be fine. You, you just need Tom Martel. In your coach, coach's corner, you know, just sitting there. <laughs> All right, this is what you want to do, Scotty. Get in there. <laughs> I honestly, I have to give so many kudos to everybody that has helped me out. Like Jason also has been a tremendous help when I was, you know, first learning the ropes and, you know, helping me deal with uh, my moto growth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's been amazing. Like I, this whole experience has been completely surreal for me, and I'm so glad that I've had it, you know. Um, I'm way more involved in in what's happening, you know, in terms of the magic community and specifically as it pertains to the format. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just really pleased. I'm happy with where my headspace is. I'm happy with the advances that I'm making in my play. You know, everything's just awesome. Everything is so good. This has been an amazing experience and I totally recommend it for anyone else that wants to look at it. Yeah. And don't forget, you also run one of the most entertaining streams that I have witnessed. And I watch a lot of them. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, blown. Time. <laughs> dude, I run my own company. I got a lot of time. All right? <laughs> That's the beauty of running your own company. If I want to just ignore that conference call and watch some streams, I can do that. <laughs> but like, I think you do a really good job. I mean, awesome, man. Well, it helps when you have like super sweet, sick graphics. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that, but <laughs> I, gotta hire, I gotta hire the guy that you use, man. He's I know, good. he's fucking awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Like, when I first started streaming, you know, just for shits and gigs, it was really just an outlet to fucking get slammered and hang out with people virtually. And that was fun enough. But, you know, I got to the point where I could really do something with this, and it's, uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. It's starting to pick up now. Like, I mean, now we're starting to get people that are, um, we're, we're over a hundred pretty regularly. Like we hit 180, I think last night at some point, which was what, pretty sweet. Like, what, was the, what was the final numbers on uh, Martel? Was it over 700? No, no, no. The final numbers with Martel, we had, uh, with 380, I think. 380. Nice. Which for us is absurd, right? Like typically, oh, yeah. typically I'm, I'm flirting with a hundred. Right? Like, it's the loyal diehards. It's the people that are on Twitter that are just hanging out, checking it out. And it's awesome. And I love hanging out with everybody. So those of you that are watch, that watch my stream and listen to the show, I fucking love all of you. It's so amazing. So 
I'll just throw that out there. What's um, funny is I remember when you first started and there was like seven people. It's like, yep. hey, what's up, Ben? Yeah, like I don't know everybody in this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was literally just Scotty's basement. That's what it was. You know, yep. like, hey, we're streaming in Scotty's basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, and it's grown so much since then. And I, I have to thank, you know, the promotion staff over obviously at Legit MTG. And I also have to thank. Um, all the people that have just come on to help a guest and, and help make it a success. So it's not me. It's it's like any other thing, you know. It's it's a team that that makes the uh, that gets the win. So I'm uh, I'm very fortunate, very fortunate to be in this position, and hopefully it pays off. Now I just ha- there's only one comment I have to say. Why did you put up that like concrete cell wall behind? This is better, it's thing, better than it's my very, basement. It's very confining. It's like watching a claustrophobic man in a closet stream. It's, I'm like, move that shit back a bit, man. Put some space in there. Paint the place. Yeah, I'll work on it. <laughs> Get some nice legit wallpaper in the background. That'd be sick. I'd go for some of that. Medina, where are you? Yeah, I summoned the power of Medina. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Medina, Medina, Medina. Don't turn off the lights! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, the crossbow I just heard or something. <laughs> I hear a sneaky Mexican in my house. I gotta get out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but no, it's, it's awesome. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll look at something, doing something with that, that screen. I'll figure it out. But, I don't know. Maybe I just have to fucking move my stream setup. That's so sad, because it's so, it's so pimp right now. I'll come over. We'll build some drywall walls. And oh, that'd be we'll, so sick. With, with some, like, you know, the nice soundproofing foam all the way around. Oh, yeah. that'd be so amazing. I will totally call you when I actually Done. have budget to do that. <laughs> that will happen. We're just going to go dumpster diving. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I found some foam outside the brick. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, so uh, so Grand Prix Toronto is a thing. It's happening. Testing's going well. Deck is good. Event's going to be retarded. Mats are awesome. Very happy. We're going to get That's our mats. Sick. The We're going to get our mats. Whose idea was that Canadian flag mat? Those are nice. Not my idea. <laughs> Sadly, I wish I wish I could say it was my idea. But uh... <laughs> I was going to I was going to honor my wife and play pink sleeves at the event <laughs> because she does that and she brings me luck. And um, instead, I showed her the picture of the play mat. And I look at her and I'm like, I was going to play pink sleeves. And she goes, it's okay. (laughs) 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 All right. So I load up face to face. I'm like, all right, pick up a GP Toronto, one pack white dragon shields, one pack red dragon shields. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Delivered. Yeah. Because I got to have one of them for day one and then the other one for day two. I know some people don't think, like I went to the face to face game store this week. I know some of the staff members didn't think. It was even Sal himself wasn't sure how this, these were going to be received. Whereas me and Scott were like flipping out. I mean, like these are obviously going to fly off the shelves yeah. really quickly. Yeah, like I literally, I literally have orders for six sitting in my fucking bin right now. Like it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's an awesome, awesome, awesome thing, and it, just the whole kit is going to be great. I'm I'm really excited about the experience. Uh, Medina is coming. Like, he's, he's confirmed he's coming. Yeah. So oh, there will no. be, like, three of the four of us all will be there. Um, 
Taylor from the bridge is coming as well. So he's going to be in town. Uh, he's coming up with Medina actually. So that'll be a fucking party and a half. Um, I don't even know who the fuck else is coming. Like, I think Amanda Stevens is coming now. Uh, she can find a ride. So that's cool. And then obviously Ben and the whole crew, like it's going to be so many fucking people. Oh my God. I am beyond excited. I am like Jack's raging adrenaline duct. This is, this is so good. Nice. I can't wait. It's going to be wicked. What who, who, what kind of pros are coming? Is PV, did he make it? PV got his visa uh, approved, and he did receive it, and it's good for five years. So he's basically going to come to every single Toronto event ever, especially after this one. Um, and so he's in. Raptor's in. He lands at nine. Um, and then Conley's in. He'll be there. Uh, LSV, I'm pretty sure, is coming as well. I think he's been, con- I think he confirmed. Yeah, he, he confirmed with me. Yeah, so he's nice. coming as well. Uh, and then Kibler, I believe, is, is slated to come also. Um, I'm, I am gotta assume Ocho's coming, right? Oh, yeah, he's gonna... The whole crew travels together. Right? Like, I've gotta <laughs> assume. Martel's out, he can't make it. Um, and then, I don't know who's coming from the Star City side, if anybody. What about Martel? Not coming, sadly. Yeah, I heard, I heard Jerry's is out. Martel's out, too. He can't make it. But uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. I know I'm pretty sure Cedric's not coming either because that's a really long haul for him from the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, so you're basically looking at the Eastern folks. Uh, I know that um, Flores is in Vegas. I know that BDM is basically taking the rest of the year off. Um, Why? Basically, he runs his like pro tours for coverage and stuff, and then as he tweeted, oh. uh, he basically disappears. But like Lancel's gonna be there as well, so like personality wise, and oh, no. I I, I Durf's gonna be there. I think Andy might show up if I can convince him. I just gotta get on the horn with that guy, and at least tell him to come out for the fucking party and some commander on Sunday. But um, yeah, it's it's fucking retarded. There's gonna be so many like unreal people there, and you know what, KYT, we've come a long way in two years. We get to sit at the cool kids table. <laughs> You know, it's wow. it's funny. I'm gonna like wax all poetic on you here, but like K- KYT and I had been podcasting for almost a year when GP Toronto 2010 happened, and uh, it was going to be the first opportunity that I was going to get to sit down and actually meet KYT face to face because we never had that opportunity. So uh, so we show up and it's like KYT and I he looks like nothing like I expect him to look because all I ever get of him is like these side profile pictures of. You know, <laughs> the fucking, like, gloomy emo, you know, side view, sitting on a curb at night pictures. Like, I look at his Skype picture all day, and, you know, he's got the, like, card trick happening on Twitter back when he was King of Cards CA, and, <laughs> you know, you can't see his face. So, like, I had no idea. Like, I figure, oh, he's going to look Asian. They all look alike. But KYT looks nothing like any Asian I've ever met in my entire life. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, my God, you're so different. Um, So that was cool. And then I got to meet, like, a bunch of his other friends that are all big barns of the show, which was awesome. They apparently troll him all the time. Shout out to Jake Mazaros. Um, and uh, it was just so awesome. I met so many amazing people there that weekend. We did uh, – I met a bunch of pros because we did, we did brief interviews that never saw the light of day. Um, I'm hoping that Kyle is editing oh, those into one. someone have those? Yeah, I have we them. Must have, we must see these. I have an interview with <laughs> – I have a quick interview with Michael Jacob. I have a quick interview. <laughs> Michael Jacob, out yep. of all people. I have a quick interview with uh, with LSV as well, where I ask him um, what he's doing, how he's doing, and then who would win in a fight between Conley Woods and Brad Nelson. Um, 
I have uh, excellent journalism, Scott. I, I was breaking into it. I had I have an early uh, discussion with BDM in which I ask him what it's like to live under the crushing weight of the shadow of Mike Flores' ego, which was really funny at the time, and now it's just you know only mildly cute. Um, true. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, and then Conley Woods also recorded an intro for us, Boats, good old Agent Boats. So we just met, so there were so many people at GP Toronto that year that we met, and it was just an awesome, awesome time, even though we fucking, well, I did better than KYT, but, uh, you know, that's fine. I traditionally, you know, when we match up in, in, in events and we're playing together, doesn't go so well for you, eh? No, no. Well, that was, that was the old days. I'm, I'm on a three, GP day two streak. You know, right, I'm expecting enough. the day two. Yeah. So. Watch out. And last, like last time, I, for some reason, I was, uh, you know, in my cocky KYT phase about how I was just going to stomp noobs on day one. <laughs> yeah. I ended up working. So I'm going to keep that cockiness. <laughs> so day one, you guys are, you guys are terrible. So see you guys in day two. Nice. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah. And so it's, this is like two years later. We've gotten much larger, um, and it's going to be so cool. It's I'm really, really looking forward to this event. Like I literally am, am voluntarily shouldering the ambassador of the event mantle. Like the, in my fucking town, this is my show, and welcome to it. Like I cannot wait. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, there's you a lot of well. memories for me. It was the first time I met Jerry. I think it was the first time I met Kyle. Mm-hmm. The first time I met our, our first super fan, um, I don't know what happened to him now, cardiographer. He was the very first A-team super he fan was. that I met in real life. I met Durfington for um, the first time. He fucking showed us. That was how we got the A-team art. Remember? Yeah. Was Durf showed us the A-team art at right. GP Toronto. Yeah. The very he, first he, one. I still have it, actually, while I was cleaning my room this week. The original A-team art. Um, wow. Like, on paper. It was amazing. Paper, yeah. That better be framed. <laughs> um, I still remember that was when I was still very. That was, I think, it was my first GPN, and I had built, I had built, uh, my my pool could play two ways, basically a quick metalcraft deck or an infect deck. I didn't have like a good, a solid number one deck. I still remember that, and uh, lots of memories. And this was also remember this was before. We partner, I partner with face to face games. Yeah. And, uh, it was interesting because, yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> Cause we didn't know how each other, like how we were going to compete with each other moving forward. And they just decided, you know, we, we need to have KYT on our side and that. And here we are now. So crazy, crazy stuff. Reminiscent, man. Yeah. But now it's all about the future. <laughs> So, I guess we can move to shoutouts if we want. Is, do we have anything else to talk about? I think that's it, right? That's about it, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with shoutouts. Jason? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. First, I'd like to shout out uh, Justin DZ, who I will be hanging out with at Baltimore this weekend, um, along with my co-host from Brewport Avenue, Noyan and Charles. I will see them also this weekend. And then uh, the obligatory shout out to Heather. And uh, that's it for me today. Nice. nice. Matt? I guess I'll go next. Uh, I will shout out, of course, Scotty and KYT because they allowed me to come on this awesome show, which is 
totally badass. And I will anti-shout out Jay Bush's sickness, because <laughs> sicknesses suck shit. Drink your soup and crushed crackers in your shit, and you'll feel better. Uh, I will shout out Kevy Metal, because he is awesome, and I beat you, motherfucker, to the A-team. Nah. And uh, I will shout out Heavy Meta, because it's an awesome show, and you guys should all listen to it. And other than that, I ain't shouting out anyone else. Next. <laughs> Y'all can suck it. <laughs> that's, that's his line, not mine. Nice. KYT, go ahead. I'll wrap up. Okay. Um, you know, thank you guys for, for being on, Jason. Matthew, it was awesome. Um, I would like to just uh, quickly plug my Google Plus video uh, this week where I am holding a s- small little contest for people to post pictures of their collection, messier, clean. And hey, am I that- eligible to win that, or am I disqualified? Oh, yeah, you're you're eligible. I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's and the prize? Because so, 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 you didn't, but, but you didn't mention what the prize is. Your moto collection. Uh-uh. <laughs> I got a, you wanted. I got pictures of a massive collection, man. Okay, okay. Remember, I've been playing since '94. I got piles of shit. Okay, so, um, uh, I'm inviting people to like show me so many pictures. I've seen like some of the ones so far are pretty are pretty sweet, and um, mine's just like. A fucking mess. So, um, looking forward to see all the pictures. Uh, like I'm just randomly giving away ten dollars store credit at Face Face Games, the best store in Canada. And deadline for that will be middle of next week. Um, you know, shout outs to Jay. Hopefully, you know you feel better for next week. Shout outs to John. I can't believe you're actually making it up here. I'm actually ecstatic to see you again. And uh, make fun of you with Alex, so <laughs> that's going to be fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, shouts to Scott. Can't wait to come down next weekend. I'm really, I like, I wish next weekend was this weekend. So, really can't wait for that. So, and I, I just realized, Scott, I always wanted to ask you this, but Andy actually reminds me, maybe it's just me, but he reminds me a lot of Andy from the Lonely Island. Just like He the does! Way- I agree from, with from that. From what? Just like the way he like talks sometimes, like that slang, <laughs> like <laughs> the way he talks, he just reminds me of the other Andy a lot. And uh, it's a compliment because I find both of them hilarious. Good God, some of these are absurd. I'm looking at like some of the picture, co- like the collection pictures. That's funny. Wow. So so far, mine's the biggest. Mm. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, that is what she said. Uh, um, all right. So let me just quickly pull up the Twitters so that I can make sure I'm looking at the right people because otherwise I will never remember. So shout out to Josh Other Layton for being an awesome guy. Uh, shout out to um, all the people that have been like really, really good on my stream. There's been so many and I can't really mention all of you because I won't remember. But like this happens to be a username is one. Um, he's a good dude. And also um, Cardboard Witch Nina has been really good. She's been testing the list a lot. Uh, also shout out to... Um, P. Sam's, obviously, and uh, and and I know that uh, Willie, three-legged Willie, helped me out with some testing uh, on the stream yesterday, so that was great. Um, shout out to Polish Tamales for the sick-ass fucking work that he's doing. Um, 
it's it's I can't wait to unleash this upon everybody. It's going to be super super exciting. I just uh, saw that in the thing you just sent me, and that's like oh ju- that's like just God. starting. He's going to finish it today, <laughs> right? Dude, that guy is the best artist. He's insane. <laughs> He's so- that's insane. It's so good. Well, it's coming from a guy who does insane work himself, so. Yeah, so it's it's, huge praise. No, it's it's not. Trust me. (laughs) I've been telling him all this time. I'm like, dude, your shit is so good. It's insane. I want to hire. I I just want to be his agent. That's what I would do. (laughs) I heard he's single, so. (laughs) I've heard that, too. Oh. You can have his children. Watch out. I'm coming for you. Um, But uh, also... Well, shout out to LegitMTG for letting me do my stream. That's pretty sweet. Shout out to Face-to-Face Games for funding all of my GP Toronto goodies. It's fantastic. I actually have one more shout out that I have to I have to give, and I invite open discussion after I give the shout out because this is something that I actually just came across through Andy from CommanderCast. Shout out to Andy. Um, and he asked a random question on Twitter, and I answered it, and he and and this apparently spawned this whole discussion. But you guys heard of Puka Trade? Puka Trade. Puka Trade. P U C A T R A D E. It isn't. It, it is a Twitter address. It's also a site. P U C A T R A D E. Is this not suitable for work material? It's fine. No, it's it's magic. Here's here's the thing. So these guys at Puka Trade, what they've decided is to say, okay, we understand that all you magic players trade. So here's oh, what we're gonna do. Yeah, I've seen. This is this is genius, by the way. Like I have to tell you, this is actually fucking genius. You take your trade list. You go to this website, you upload your trade list. It's very easy. Um, cards that I have. Your cards are assigned a value of Puka points, which is basically like 10 cents a dollar or whatever. Okay? Or like one point for one point a cent or something like that, I think is how it works out. Like, they're equivalent. And, uh, and they do pricing based on like TCG mid or whatever. And you upload the cards that you've got, and then you also upload a, card, a list of cards that you want. And so when you upload, a li- like when you say, I'm looking for this, then what will happen is it'll show you a list of, okay, yep, yeah, we've got this card. We've got how many are available. How many do you want? And so you just click, 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 and you redeem your Puka points. Puka. Okay. <laughs> and so, so what happens is so when you upload your cards for trade and people want your cards, you'll just get this notification and say, you need to ship out cards here to this, here to this, here to this, here to this. And then you just, like, put them in fucking mailers and you ship them out. And when you indicate that they've been sent, then you get Puka points. And then you use these Puka points to, like, trade with other people as well to get all the cards that you need. Just keep saying Puka. Puka. (laughs) Puka, Puka, Puka. (laughs) But anyway, so, like, I have – if you guys haven't tried this out, this is actually fucking awesome. Like, as – if you are a casual player with a with a you know, not, not a huge network available to you, this is, like, instant network. It is cool. It sounds neat. The only thing I'd worried about is what if a guy, like, you know, he thinks the card is graded fair and it's just completely played shit. You know, like, <laughs> is there a grading thing? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yes. I'd be pissed off if I traded a bunch of stuff and I get, uh, you know, a beat-up card in the mail. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, you can take pictures of it and all that stuff, too. Like, it's really, really good. So I, I totally recommend checking it out. So huge shout-out to Puka Trade. Tell them that the A-Team sent you. And uh, and then they they may work out a little bit for you because uh, they've got some specials and promos and stuff that are on, and they may honor them for you as well. So guys are amazing. Totally check it out. I, it's a, it's a shout out I missed last week, and it was like long overdue. But one hundred percent check it out. Have any of you, you? None of you guys have used this before. I've never even yeah. heard of it before. All right. 
They should maybe advertise on Twitter or maybe get a Twitter account and tweet there is a Twitter account. community because there is. There's a lot of people like GU, GU Doug, for example. Like all of the people that I know that follow CommanderCast are into this Puka trade situation. Durf is fucking huge into this, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you want like a reference, go to Durfington and ask him about his his Puka trade experience. Also, GU Doug is one of the biggest traders on there uh, that I've seen yet. Is this a Canadian site or an American site? I think it's American. American? It's one of them? Yeah. But, I mean, like, realistically, you're just dropping, what, like a fucking 75-cent stamp on to put something in a bulk mailer and ship it out? Like, it's not a huge deal. Like, you're not having to pay a ton of shipping on it and so on and so forth. But I feel like it's it's a pretty good program. I can um, see for casual cards, yeah. Yeah, like, if, if you want to, like, if, if you need access to a network, maybe because you don't have a lot of players nearby you that have the cards that you want, yeah. you know, or if you just, like, want to trade for straight-ups, but you don't want, you know, to have to worry about, well, what do you... So, uh... <laughs> what, what you got what, in there? What do, you, what do you have this at? Oh, uh, well, I price all my cards by uh, Star City Games. Well, that's fine, that's fine. I priced mine by, like, Star City Games times 30 billion. Oh, okay. Fuck you. You get to dodge all of that nonsense, because it's like a standardized economy that everybody is forced to use. It's so good. So good. Yeah, it's worth looking at. Just use Moto, people. Or there's that. Get out of this paper paper thing, man. Everybody go digital. So, yeah. So, uh, shout out to absolutely everybody. And, uh... (laughs) <laughs> KYT is commenting on my magic collection. I just took a picture of it. It's like all of these neat little pictures, like neat boxes all organized and then fucking random shit all over it. It's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so shout out to you guys for stepping up. Like, thank you for coming up to the major leagues tonight. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got one more shout out because I, I made a prompt. Well, I made a deal with the devil to actually become famous because people are like, who the fuck are you? So now you know. But part of my deal with the devil was I can never go anywhere or on any show without shouting out Robot Life. This is 100% getting edited out. Damn, don't! <laughs> All my powers will be taken away. Kyle, Kyle is 100% going to blank this out. Kyle, He's just gonna, you're going to be like, yeah, I 100% got to give my shout out to, and then it's just going to end. Robot Large. Do not. <laughs> robot Large, Robot Large. Do not. I, I don't want to lose my powers, man. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Robot Large, Robot Large. <laughs> no, Kyle, put that sound effect, that old That's what I want. Alright, there you go. That sounds fine. Do the right thing, Kyle. Alright, ladies and gents. With that, we'll call it an evening. Thank you very much for joining us for this wonderful episode of the A Team. And uh we will certainly be checking it out next week. You'll be getting to hear all about our gear up for GP Toronto. Um, I'm pretty sure we should have absolutely everybody on board for the show, so it'll be ridiculous. Um, and then also there will be a shit ton of content that will likely come out throughout the course of the following week of what happened at GP Toronto. Uh, I believe there will be YouTube videos, there will be pictures, there will be collages, there will be there will all... Be evidence. S- there will be collage. evidence. <laughs> evidence. That That's what we're going to call it. Um, so yeah, so check all that out. Stay tuned. Uh, party of the fucking year. Um, the 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 party of the month is going to happen this Saturday at uh, somewhere in Baltimore, and the party of the year is going to happen the following week at GP Toronto. Nice. So, all right, guys, have a good night. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, peace out. Peace, people. Bye, guys. Heavy metal rules. <laughs>